and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. I'm Dave Dunning, and tonight I've got Dave Karn with me out in Brazil. Dave, how you doing? I'm well, well-ish, Dave. Um, uh, getting better every day. <laughs> how are you? Uh, yes, slightly traumatized this moment in time, but we'll not go into that. Are you sure you're all right now? Do you need any help over there? <laughs> no, I'm pulling, pulling slowly, pulling myself together. Um, just for the listeners, and, just for the listeners, Dave's not doing very well with recordings this week. Um, <laughs> he's really not doing very well with recordings. We, we've just done half a podcast before he realised he wasn't recording it. So it was he's going exactly. to take abuse. All right, fine. And to, to add to my embarrassment further, we have two new guests on with us tonight, which is wonderful for me. So we've got. Um, Cool. Way to go to impress, Dave. Yeah, I know, I know. First, first impressions and all that. Um, cool dip out in London. Cool dip, how are you doing tonight again? I'm very good. I'm very good, Dave. I'm traumatised too, actually. So, no, I'm very well, thank you. So sorry about that. Um, okay. <laughs> and we've also got Biral out in Hagelow in the Netherlands. How are you doing tonight, sir? Uh, I'm, I'm very well, thank you very much. Uh, I hope your uh, evening will be better from this moment on. Well, we're about to talk about the Reds going top of the league, so it's bound to be... These guys want to get to bed, Dave, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, Dave, it's a difficult difficult game to assess. Um, It's Southampton away, which we know how horrible it was last year. We've done a hundred and what? I don't know how many... 110, 115 grueling minutes out in ridiculous temperatures in Turkey on Wednesday night. We're home with a three o'clock start on, on Saturday and there's not a lot of recovery time. And there's a couple of changes. Trent comes in at right back. Maddox keeps his place, which surprised me. And there's a midfield three of, of Jeannie Milner and Oxley Chamberlain. And first half, it's, it's fair to say we, we struggled a bit. Understatement. We weren't very good at all first half, and you know maybe the factors that you mentioned there—the heat, the turkey, the travel, uh, 120 minutes, the stress, blah blah blah, uh, penalty shootout—you know what I mean—took its toll, and and it took us forever to get anything going. We looked a shadow of um, of the side that, that finished last season. Um, Southampton, who were swept aside a week before, all of a sudden looked like world beaters coming at us. And had real, real chances as well, and, and and created plenty. I think it was something like nineteen chances or something they created throughout the or fourteen chances was it? And I think only one team did that to us the whole last season. There's game two of the season, and, and somebody hit us for that. Interesting stats. Had it not been for, you know, and, and this is this is where we get away with it. This is our get out of jail free card. We have front three that are that bloody good that they can create something from absolutely nothing. If the other ten are doing absolute shit in the pitch. One of them can step up in a moment of magic, and that's what happened. Uh, Sadio Mane, complete and utter worldy. Uh, fantastic finish, out of nothing, from nowhere, boom, 1-0, just before halftime. Different team talk, team goes out, halftime, different game, Dave. Uh, they've upped the pace. I don't know whether it's by design. I don't know whether this is this is the game plan for early season. You'll dig in first half and cut loose a little bit. We, we played some nice football second half, we really did. You know, at two nil, we we're, we're cruising, absolutely cruising along. Um, not not a not a cloud in the sky, completely a stranglehold in the game, and then 
wait, as we called it the last time, the baptism of fire, the, the, the passing of rights of a goalkeeper of Liverpool. Um, you know, he fucks it up royally and it's 2-1 in the last 15 are, are, are quite uncomfortable. And, and Southampton, you know, really, to their credit, I don't think we were, we were fantastic on the day, but Southampton really, really pushed us hard. You know, especially those last 15 minutes, they made them uncomfortable for us. Danny Ings coming on could have had two. The, the real concern that I have is that the fullbacks seem to be running through treacle at the minute. The, the legs just don't seem to be there for them. Um, it, and they're so pivotal to what we do in attacking. And, and they're losing the ball, especially Trent. Um, is getting turned over quite a bit. Uh, and, and the midfield as well are losing possession very uncharacteristically. It's not characteristic of our of, of our midfield and our fullbacks to give away to give the ball up that cheaply. Um, and, and I think we're we're the creator of our own problems at the moment. And, and a lot of the times, if, if if they're losing that ball and they're out of shape, they're struggling at the minute to get back into shape. And and that's why we look defensively wobbly. But Dave, at the end of the day, it's early season. It was three points. We made it harder than, than it shouldn't have, should have been. But at the end of the day, we're over the line. It's another week. We have another seven days before we kick a ball again. Bit of time to rest, recuperate. Job done. Yeah, and I think the reality set in again that it's just going to be another long, hard, stressful, exhausting season for everyone concerned. And Not that that's a bad that- thing, David. Not a bad thing. We've wanted it all along, but Jesus, like last season was intense. It's the intensity of it, and I think we're looking to, we're looking at it again. Yeah, I think at this point in time, two games in, every game matters, and it's crazy. But that is the reality of the situation, and that could it, that kind of adds to the stress and the the over analysis and the worry and concern that that people put on individual performances and individual players and certain different tactical tweaks and team selections. Everything's overanalyzed due to that. And at the moment, there's a lot of focus been placed on on the number of chances that were given away. And to me, it looked as though on Saturday it was a lot due to the fact that the ball was being turned over in the midfield and fullback areas. Is that, do you, you know, what do you think that that is? That's a result of. Is it? Have we changed something? Is it this new high line they're talking about? Potentially the goalkeeper, or, or is there anything else you see there that that's that's caused this this slight change? Yeah, I think potentially it's always I think difficult at the start of the season because I think we all think that everybody the team should just continue on from where they were last season. I think always at the start of each season, you know, they got to get their fitness up, they got to get into their rhythm. So I think that has to be taken into account. But I do think that the fullbacks, from what I've seen, and what other people are saying as well, they, they do seem to be playing a little bit higher up. And um, I don't know whether that's whether they're getting used to playing a little bit higher up and whether that's causing the turnover of the ball. or And also a combination of Alisson not being there, that's probably a big thing. Um, it may just be a combination of all that and, and taking three or four games just to get into their rhythm and get their fitness up. It may just be, it may just be the start of the season. Maybe in about you know two or three weeks, we'll get everything will be in, into shape. We'll be fine. And I think what like Dave said, the important thing is to get the points on the on the on the table because last year I think we were saying off air, it was stressful. Each 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 week was was stressful. Even now, I think all I'm thinking about now is that we're two points ahead of City. 
and 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 that's what I'm thinking about at the moment. Is just get the points on the board. I'm hoping anyway. It's just the start of the season, and we'd, hopefully we will get into a rhythm. But the midfield does worry me. It does worry me. The midfield. I think they're, they're not on song. I think Wijnaldum doesn't seem to be playing very well. Um, Milner towards the end. But I know he got taken off, but you know, coin what Dave said. He seemed to be running through treacle as well. He he seemed very tired as well. And I just think. The front three, the front three, they're very special. They can, you know, they they can get like they did on Saturday. They can get us out of jail. But the midfield and the defence, they just don't seem a hundred percent at the moment. But maybe that's maybe that's expected. Maybe that's normal at this time of the, the start of the season. Yeah, it's hard, and we didn't we didn't start particularly well performance wise, if you want, last season and. It's it's strange you should say that because at this point in time it, it it's it's almost like a, a strange little mini league these three or four games that always seem to happen before before the international break end of September start of October and you maybe we play three or four games and do you think they're looked at in, in a block and it's just literally navigating your way through those four games by hook or by crook to to make sure you get in with twelve points. Yeah, I think they are. I think maybe Klopp and the, his his um, backroom staff may look at before the international break in uh, you know first week of September or whenever it is. They probably think these are the first four games. Doesn't matter how we play. Let's just get the points on the board, and doesn't matter how we play. And then after the international break from mid September onwards, he's hoping that the players have got some rhythm. And then he may well, obviously whilst the points are important as well, he may then be looking more at how they're performing. But maybe at the moment he's thinking, let's just get through. Let's just get through into the into the middle of September. Doesn't matter how we're playing, let's just get the points on the table and the fitness and the rhythm will come through through games. I'm hoping that's probably what I that's what I think he thinks and that's what I I'm hoping. That's how I'm looking at it. I'm kind of I agree with Dave as well. They were they were shocking in the first, I thought they were atrocious in the first half and I and I was looking forward to half time just I was willing to take nil nil at half time. So when we went in ahead, it was like you know, wow. But I'm just hoping that they just they just get the rhythm together. I, you know, that, that's my hope anyway. Yeah, it's it's that eternal word that Klopp uses, um, rhythm. And you know, Bilal, um, someone who's stepped straight back onto the pitch with rhythm. It looks like Sadio Mane. You know, from his 20 minute cameo at Norwich, he's looked absolutely electric, and he is. In my opinion, head and shoulders the best player in the pitch and really sets the game alight with an absolute wonder goal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was I was settling for, uh, for for nil nil, and you know I, w- I was happy with nil nil because Southampton were all, were all over us in the first half, and and uh, but at at the at the final minutes of the the first half, I was fantasizing about you know nicking one there, and and that's just what happened, and and. Uh, when he got the ball, uh, and he was in the box, uh, if I recall it well, um, he got the ball from Milner, and he just just took one or two uh, touches and 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 just launched it into the into the far corner. It wasn't. It was a very very well taken goal, and and it was very timely. So I suppose it it it, it totally demoralized Southampton. Uh, again, they were all over us, and they they, they had probably. 
uh, deserved. Uh, um, uh, to, uh, you know, and they had they had a few chances uh, to, to to take the lead. So I, I think it was um, you know he 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 got us out of jail. Uh, I I forgot who said that, but it's I think that's the, the right uh, assessment. Uh, and 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 it changed everything for and it changed uh, probably changed uh, Jurgen Klopp's uh, uh, team talk, and it changed uh, what we could do in in the second half. Yeah, he the, the second half we come out um, and he's he's so involved in everything, and an, another one who who obviously gets the other goal, but Firmino's involvement in the game is significant in the second half and and there's times where you know it's it got to a swell nearly at the start of that second half where it looked like it was only a matter of time the next goal was going to come and it kind of culminated in the chances that Firmino missed but a lot of that was to do with with certainly Sadio Mane's performance and they Mane and Firmino seem to have struck up a, a, this this little this little relationship or partnership both on and off the pitch noticeably in the last few months. It came to my attention that uh, you know uh, Firmino is of course uh, the, the the performance artist uh, not only with his with his play and his goals but with his uh, with his goal celebrations. So and 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 Mane is not as creative as him, but you know uh, I, he looks to copy him <laughs> uh, after his goals against Chelsea and his goal celebration I believe uh, on uh, it was on Instagram I believe uh, Firmino uh, jokingly accused him of, of, of copying his celebration uh, of and and but Mane uh, says this will be his celebration for the rest of the season and yeah and, and you know this is very much tangential but they seem to like each other a lot which is you know maybe uh, an underrated uh, aspect of of team play and they all seem to like each other and i I saw salah being very happy with the goal uh, with both goals you know they they like scoring goals themselves but they also like uh, their partners scoring goals and 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 like to celebrate together etc etc so i i'm seeing some some uh, some camaraderie, which you know can only be beneficial, I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's that that team spirit, which is which is so important to Klopp's whole ethos, and and that and that breeds success. And you know, hopefully, there's more success to come this season. But you know, last season was a great start. We've already got one in the cabinet, and they all seem like cup finals already, don't they? It's it's a, a real weird, weird time in, uh, to be a football supporter, certainly a Liverpool supporter, I think. What I do think we've got going for us is we've got, and I know we've talked not in, not in glowing terms about the midfield recently, but we've got massive options in the midfield at the minute. Huge options. Oxley at Chamberlain, I don't know what you thought of his performance, but I thought... Do we have you know, options, though? I think we've got loads of options. Hmm. Keita constantly injured. The ox looks like maybe after Christmas, you know, he, he might get back. Now, don't get me wrong, he's been played uh, in the front three. I don't think that's that's the ox's best area to begin with. I he wants to play up there, you know? in the midfield. Part of the reason he was signed was to play in, in the three-man midfield. I, and just at this moment in time, Dave, look, it's a big injury the kid had. A massive, massive injury. And you just don't waltz back out on the pitch. Some of them do and have, have a bit of luck, but the majority of the guys that have that type of injury, 
it, it's it's a slow feeling your way back in again, and it's not a case that he, he won't recover from it. It's just a matter of, of a, a full year of his career away and finding that pace. It's not even the professional level. You're talking at the very pinnacle of the professional level, playing for maybe one of the top three teams in the world at the moment. So a lot of people forget the level that he's playing at and, and the, the, the type of injury he's coming back from. But I think it'll be maybe after Christmas before you see any use for him. So in, in that regard, I don't feel that we're, that we're blessed. You know, Milner's another year older. Like it was said, I think I think Kuldip said that about you know we're looking at the league table already. You know, Man City dropping points. You know, already after two games, we're going right. Okay, it's on. Anybody listen to this? Tell me in your heart if you're not thinking the same thing because you are. It's it, and those the margins of error and and in this Premier League as it was from last season, and we're looking down the barrel of the same thing are so fine that we're looking at game two going. Well, we have an advantage all of a sudden. I've been following Liverpool 40 odd years, more than 40 years. And I've never, I've never had this feeling before that our rivals dropped the point in the, early in the season. Well, you know, that's a good thing for us because over the course of a season, normally in any other league in the world, you know, the champions can, can lose very few t- times, but th- they're challenged, if you know what I mean. Um, it, it's not, it's not a, 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 a over period, basically, that we're seeing with the, the Man Cities and Liverpools at the moment. And I don't know how much longer that can go on for either, Dave. I don't know how much longer it's going to be healthy for the game either. Um, because, you know, the, the Manchester cities of this world, you know, while they're, they're playing football manager type type teams and, and a football manager like environment of endless cash, and everything, it's, it's not good for the game overall. But that's another pod and another day. I, I don't think we're as blessed in midfield at this moment in time as we think. And, you know, only when I see Naby Keita playing. A sustained period of games, because uh, I think if he has another injury injury plague season, I, I don't think he's long for Liverpool. I don't really want to go down the Naby Keita rabbit hole again. No, 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 I, I, no I'm, I'm not meaning to get at the Keita, but just his luck just seems bang out, and we need him. I do, I do agree because I think I think one of the reasons we may not have signed Coutinho was because I think Klopp saw Keita as the the midfielder who's going to, for use of word of a rapper word, break the lines and. And he was going to be that dynamic midfielder who was going to tackle, he was going to shoot, he was going to, he was going to score. And I think there was a lot, Klopp especially, and even me is, you know, I didn't obviously, watch, I didn't watch too much of Cater in, um, in Germany. But from whatever I saw and whatever I read, he was meant to be, you know, a really dynamic midfielder. And I think that's, I do agree with that. I think that's what we miss in the midfield. We miss a, a dynamic midfielder. Maybe Cater was that man, but if he keeps getting injured. I think the fan base might just kind of turn around and just say, you know, enough is enough. We need to sell him and replace him because he can't keep. I know it's not his fault, but he he can't keep getting injured. He's, he needs yeah. a run. You know, he needs a run. He does. We, we, he does. We don't even know if, if he's a Liverpool player or not. You know what I no, mean? No, we don't. No. Uh, we, we see we flashes of it. I watched him in Leipzig before he came. But the thing about it was, we put all our eggs in, in that basket. We we were prepared to wait a year for him. Because we rated him that 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 highly, you know, we were we'll wait the year, wait for him to come. So obviously there was something there. The fact that we've invested that year, and we've invested another year now, his first year has has been gone. I I, I don't think he has the credit in the bank for another right. injury plague. And we season. gave him the iconic, you know, the iconic Gerard, Gerard shirt as well, the number eight shirt. No problem with that. 
I think that you know he was he was the big signing and never came, or you know he he didn't come to the next season, and he was overshadowed with Allison arriving, with Fabinho arriving. Yeah. You, you know there was a lot there was a lot of a lot of good players um, came in last season. The beginning of last season, I said it in this pod, I considered it a blessing in disguise because nobody looked at him. I thought he can get, he's got time in the bank. He's got nobody's going to be looking at him at like a sixty million pound player. And you know, demanding the performances because everybody's so newfangled with all the new players. But again, here we go. Start of this season, we're saying, "Yep, now it's, this is the time for Naby Keita." Where is he injured? I mean, he was the player. Like I said before, he was the player I was most looking forward to watching this season and keeping my eye. He was the he was the one player I was really had all my hopes, and I thought this was the season where he's going to be he's going to come out and he's going to prove to be one of the best best midfielders in Europe, but. I'm still hopeful. I, I, like I said, I don't know how long this injury is for, whether it's you know, a short-term couple-of-week injury or whether it's, we're talking about numerous weeks, but I just, I just hope he can come back and just get a run in the team. Like you say, I agree with you about Ox. I don't think we'll see the best of, best of Ox until next January, February of next year. And then hopefully Cater's only out for you know, a couple of weeks and he can come back, get a sustained run in the team and, and prove to, to, to Liverpool fans that he, is, he was worth the wait. Yeah, I think it's the stop-start thing as well, Kuldeep. You know, he comes yeah. in for a couple of games, injured, in for a couple of games. It's, it's like Adam Lallana. And, and yeah, just... I think it's very much the stop-start thing because I don't I don't think there's an issue of quality there. I genuinely don't. I think I think he... I, I agree with you, Alan. I would, I would say Kuldeep as well is agreeing with that, Dave. It's, the, the question, we're not questioning his abilities, talents, anything. It's just, there's just players, Dave, and, and you know what I mean, we have been so lucky with the transfer window. We have yeah. to get, we have to go wrong somewhere down the line, and maybe Navigator could be. I'm fingers crossed. I hope the hell he's not. But somewhere down the line, we have to have a bad. He, he might, he might just be one of those players that just had bad luck at Liverpool. You, you know, he might be having a stop-start season, and then I'm not saying this will happen, but say if he gets sold in the summer, he goes somewhere else and stays fit and and is an amazing player, and we just think. But his spell at Liverpool was just two seasons of where he was injured, and it, it might just be that's that's his spell here. I don't know. Here's one for you, Dave. Uh, and, is is uh, is it the rigors of the Premier League that are causing this, or the, the you know the higher intensity training? Is is that part of his problem? I don't think it's been managed particularly well. I think he's been unlucky. I think you know the, the kick he gets it. I, I think. As much as anything else, it's a timing thing too. He seems to get injuries. He seemed to, he got that injury at the start of last season when and he's built himself up as well, Dave. He's been he's clearly been in the gym because uh, he, he's bulked. You know, he's he, his body mass seems to have increased as well. He's, he's working on that. So maybe he himself felt he was maybe a little lightweight for that kind of a league. Well, I think I think he'll be exactly whatever build that Klopp wants him to be. To be perfectly honest with you. And I'm sure that Klopp will have specific regimes for all these guys. It's a point, it's getting to a point now where I would rather not see him play for three months because he was rushed into the AFCON. He probably shouldn't have gone. Klopp's very much the type of guy who will sit, who will not prevent players from wanting to go and, and do things that mean a lot to them, you know. Uh, we've seen it with Salah. We've seen it with Mane. You know, he's saying, "Go, go represent your country." You know, go and do that. Of course, you should do that. Giving Salah time off to go and collect awards and stuff. Yes, of course, you should, that'll be brilliant for you. He gave, he gave him that opportunity, and I, I think 
there's a, there's probably a naive amount of trust placed in his national team's medics and physios to do the right thing for him. Their aim was probably just get him on the pitch at all costs, and and, and that hasn't done the player any good, and it has, certainly hasn't done us any good. So, as I say, I, I'd like to see I'd like to see a point where we get him back, and I think we have enough options there. Where we we can introduce him, introduce him into the midfield gradually, kind of wrapped in cotton wool a little bit. Um, and get him up to the the pace where he needs to be. But Bilal, there's I know he's he's deemed in our minds as a big miss, and that's fine. Oxley Chamberlain, the guy's probably right in saying it might not be till after Christmas, but it's a long season. There's a guy who's who's just just barely see anymore. Shakiri just seems to I don't know wander around wander around the, the warm ups and, and things like that, and chat to somebody on the bench. It was it wasn't far away from this time last season where he was introduced into the fray and that that four two three one formation. Do you think he has a part to play after the international break? There were some rumors that he got fed up from the lack of starts and the lack of game time uh, he had in uh, a Swiss journal. I believe it was Blick. If he's around, I think Klopp thinks he should be around, so he deems him uh, worthy of a of spot on the roster. But uh, well, clearly not as in the first eleven. And what we can learn from how, how much game time uh, Salah, Mane, uh, and and to a lesser degree Firmino have had is that a rotation is not something uh, Jurgen Klopp does. Uh, except for the the midfield, you know, uh, the 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 defense is quite set in stone, uh, and then again, except from the the right back spot and the front three, if they can, they play. So you know, Shakiri doesn't get very much game time unless Salah is injured or you know uh, unavailable for another reason. I don't see him getting a lot of game time, uh, to be honest. And sometimes I, I, you know, I, I think uh, Jurgen Klopp is too conservative. And then again, I, 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 I correct myself and think, okay, he knows more about this than you do. From another angle, not not only a football angle. Uh, in in normal life, I'm a social psychologist. You know, the the establishment of 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 team spirit of a group is is something, you know that organically occurs but you, you also you need to maintain it and uh, if you're you know just like a gardener you if there's weeds in there that you know potentially could could disrupt the other weeds or the or the other plants not the weeds then you sh- you know the the gardener should take them out with with which I'm trying to say is that um, that Jurgen Klopp is is also looking at how people uh, fit into the team and not not only football wise but also uh, group wise so uh, how they interact with the rest of the group. So I don't think uh, Shakiri is a weed that should be uh, taken out of the garden uh, to stay in that metaphor and leave it n- now. But also, I don't think he he, he trusted him. You know, he, and yeah, as you said, he in, in the first part of the season, from last season, he did get a few starts. Um, but also because we uh, we experimented with the four two three one. We, the four two three four two three one didn't work out as well, and 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 we abandoned it. I think after that, and, and that's you know unlucky for Shakiri, but uh, I don't see him getting much game time unless uh, unless Salah gets injured. Do you not envisage seeing that that formation again then, and and certainly you know him and 
a kind of midfield berth. We've seen, we have seen Klopp do a few different things. That four two three one was was quite prominent at the start of last season, probably up until maybe Christmassy time. But we've seen that midfield diamond where Firmino's really deep, or maybe he's tried Ronaldo in there. We've seen the you know, solutions, the Dave. We we hear about Klopp talk about his solutions. Those different yeah. formations are, are 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 his solutions, you know. Yeah, there are solutions. Uh, if he wanted to play that uh, that formation, he would have looked for a midfielder that could, you know, it's it's a specialist role, uh, the the ten position, you could say. And if he really wanted to play that, he might have even got Phil Coutinho back, because you know he was very much available. They tried to get uh, Nabil Fakir, uh, as you all know, and as we all know, that 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 story uh, ended. You know, and, and him not coming to Liverpool for what, whatever, but, whatever. But we still he's, might get him. We still might get him. No, 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 no. He, he's <laughs> he's he's def- definitely Real gone. Now. Yeah, he, he played for the Real Betis uh, this weekend. Uh, th- then we got Shakiri, and people were saying, well, he, he clearly cannot be, you know, the alternative for Nabil Fakir. But maybe he was, and maybe we tried the four-two-three-one, and and maybe we we are not going to use it anymore. You know, Jurgen Klopp used four-two-three-one in Dortmund, if I'm not wrong, and so he's not Very married to so, one system. Yeah. And our midfield is a bit workmanlike, but it, it is by design. And you know, if you see Gini Van Alden play in the in the in the Dutch. A national team, you see him in a very different role than uh, than he plays in, uh, in in the Liverpool team. He almost plays that ten role for the national team, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Not not in a, in a creative fashion, but you know, uh, uh, very much as an attacking midfielder, uh, getting into the uh, into the box, you know, uh, uh, ten times a game and, and scoring goals, etc. Something he he does not do uh, well, except for is he consistent semi final Holland as well? Uh, no. Gini Wijnaldum is either I don't think he is consistent. I think this is a myth, Dave. There's a couple of games so far this season he's been where he's been utterly brilliant and then anonymous. You know what I mean? If he is anonymous, I think he is anonymous because he tries to do everything um, the coaching staff tells him. Uh, I don't know him and I don't know the inside, but um, um, people say he is tactically very uh, adept and uh, and he is the most trusted uh, lieutenant. Uh, in a tactical sense of Jurgen Klopp, and that's why he played him in in, in Firmino's place in the new camp, uh, etc. And he someone he can slot in everywhere. You, you probably remember game against West Ham where he and uh, Emre Can played as central defenders. He really trusts him to do everything, which probably means he cannot always show what what he's you know naturally. Talented to do so. Uh, also a keen follower of uh, Feyenoord from the, the the Dutch league, where he comes from, and he was always known as a, as a, as a great talent, but as as a, as a technical player, as an attacking midfielder, and 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 that's not what he's doing now. But so I think he is very very consistent. Um, but what, what 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 he does probably goes under the radar. Um, uh, he he's someone who. Who makes the other players tick? He facilitates. Um, yeah, that's the word I was looking for and couldn't find. Yes, that, that's. I think that's what he's doing. Yes, and and that's a very uh, difficult and very unthankful role, but something he does very well. I think. I don't know. We can we can agree to disagree on on the midfield on the midfield options. I guess. 
but sure it wouldn't be like you and I disagree on something, Dave. So we'll just leave that there. You're, you're going to let Milner off a hook completely. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, Jimmy, I'm Jimmy Adam, Milner walks away unscathed from this. I'm letting, I'm letting Adam Milano off the hook as well. I don't even see him anymore. But honestly, Dave, I can't wait. I cannot wait until Lalana pops up in a six at home to Southampton and watch your head absolutely fall off. It will. It truly will. Um, yep. You know, you'll you'll, you'll probably you'll probably hear my screams of agony in in your house, and that's six and a half thousand miles away. Uh, yeah, definitely recorded. <laughs> All right. Go. So anyway, moving on. Kildeep, it's it's Arsenal. It's Arsenal on on Saturday and or yeah, it is Saturday. It's Saturday at half five. I, Arsenal half five on Saturday is my absolute favorite fixture of the whole season. Yeah, half five on Saturday. Yeah. It really, really has. Like for years, it's been great to us. We always bang them. It's always fun. It's always great to watch. Literally, probably the last five years, I think. Strangely, Arsenal are, are the only other team in the league. After only two games that that have maximum points, so it's all the way two. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's first yeah. v second. Beat them and we're clear, lads. Yeah, yeah beat, <laughs> beat them and we're on our own. Game three. <laughs> yeah, they've 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 done some good business. They've they're still probably shaky at the back. They've added they've swapped David Louise for Pashelny, which is a player who can't run anymore to a player who can't defend. So it's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's not there's not massive difference there. They've signed Sebios, they've signed Pepe, who we've seen cameos of, and they've been playing some some of the youngsters as well. But they they seem in decent neck. Do you think? Are you worried? Do you think this is going to be any different than we've seen the last four or five years? I, I am. Yeah, I am worried to be honest. I mean, it could be. It could end up being a basketball score. It could be. You know, easily. I can easily see it being you know four two four three to us or vice versa. I think there may be goals because I think defensively we like you know we said earlier in the pod we, I don't think we're at the best defensively. They're not very good, well they're not brilliant defensively, but you know they've got a, a, a attacking front three which is really good as well. Obama Yang, Lacazette, so they could score goals. We could score goals. I am I'm more worried about this fixture than I was last year. I, I thought. We were comfortable against Arsenal. I was confident we beat him last year. This year, I don't know because I think Southampton missed a lot of, you know, a few good chances against us. But I don't think Arsenal would. I think Aubameyang and Lacazette would take the chances that, you know, that Che Adams. I think that header he missed and uh, that the one that Danny Ings missed in the the last few minutes at the um, at St Mary's as well. I think Arsenal would score those. Really? Yeah, and I think they would score those goals. That's what worries me. So I am. I am worried about this game. I have to say, I could admit I am. Yeah, it's 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 a really weird one because I remember I, I remember vividly this game last year because we we weren't playing very well. And we were kind of scraping by, and I think this was early last year as well, wasn't it? This year, they always seem to be early against Arsenal for some reason. Yeah, I, I always felt like after game. Arsenal, we we really kicked on. It, it almost felt yeah. like you yeah. know once you get. You know, as you say, it's two big teams. Once you get, if we get this scalp, all of a sudden everything looks different. You know, it does. And then we get nine points. We're, you know, we'll be the only, you know, the only team in the Premiership to have a hundred percent record. And you know, we could use it as momentum. Part of it, I try not to think about it, but I just think if we can, you know, beat them, it's then hard, that but really it's hard not that. to think about it. As I say, yeah, I defy, yeah. I defy anybody listening yeah. to this who's not thinking the same way. 
why shouldn't we think yeah. about it? This is what yeah. this is what we're yeah. in for, you know. This is what we're in for. This Arsenal team. Because I was even, you know, even though we, we, what you guys were talking about before, even in my own head, wrongly or rightly, you know, in my head, I, I think Spurs will do well. I do. I am wary of Spurs. In my own head, I'm always thinking of what Liverpool score is, City score is, and Spurs score, and, and all. And thinking in my head, I'll be how many points ahead of those clubs are we? Um, and it's crazy. I agree with what Dave said. I mean, I've been Liverpool fan, like you know, for you know, thirty years and whatever. I, I've never, never been in this situation where, you know, I'm looking at the other team score in the first, second, third game of the season. It's crazy. It really is cool, crazy. Given the fact you've you've watched football out loud, do, do you yeah. you know I I said earlier Man City are, are it's it's almost kill the, the the way that we're playing at the minute. It's yeah. almost killing football. It's not. It is. It is. Yeah. And, and you, I've watched the English game, you know, all my life, and yeah. I can never recall it being so one, you know, just one way traffic, and 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 what's more, no sign of that ever going to stop. No, I mean, which which, which scares me terribly. It does. I mean, when they won five nil, this first game of the season, I thought, here we go again, because I thought if City were to do exactly what they did last couple of seasons and get you know mid ninety points onwards again, then it's becoming a bit of a, you know, the, the Premier League's then becoming it's, it's too it's too easy and it is killing it I think because it, City is too good. It starts I mean, to feel like the know. Scottish Premiership. You know, it does, I, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was yeah, I talked about I this. Last... Jump in. Can I jump in here on this just for a minute? We can talk about City this and City that, and that's all fair. There's a couple of things here. First of all, this isn't the first time this has happened. Chelsea did this, and let me tell you, Chelsea did this bigger whenever Abramovich came in. In Abramovich's first summer, he spent 130, up, upwards of £130 million. Equivalent today would be a £600 million transfer window. Now, that is obscene, even by yes, City yes. standards, you know? The second part is City have not dominated by any stretch until Guardiola set foot in that football club. They have been nowhere near 100 points. They have, you know, we weren't talking about City winning multiple trophies and Champions Leagues until Guardiola came in. 100 points was a myth until, or anything close to it, until Guardiola walked through the door. So, as has happened at Barcelona, as has happened at Bayern Munich, once Pep walks out that door, there is going to be a period of instability because you simply cannot replace that man. So I think he yeah. I think he'll go this season as well. I think I think he might go at the end of the season, especially if they win the Champions League. I think he may go. I think I, there's nothing to suggest that he'll do any longer. He's only you know he did four years at Barcelona, three years at Barnaby. I'll obviously. tell you why because and I've heard him say this, Dave, and this this is what worries me. And I've heard him say it recently, is that everything has set his way. All the people from top to the bottom. It's the guy, uh, Tiki, what do you call him, Bernstein or whatever, is is the director of football, ex Barcelona. Everything there. Him before he even before he that, even that's arrived. What I mean, that's what that's I mean. He years. said, "How?" He, when he was questioned about Juventus, he said, "How can I go? Everything I need is here. I have everything. No other club can give me what I've got." And that scared the absolute shit out of me because if he stays, the only the only. Real light is that he'll drive the players over the fucking edge. That 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 is the only rare hope. Yeah, that, that's that's my hope as well. You know, if you saw how he, he he thought it was wise to to give feedback to Aguero 
uh, which is one of his senior players, coming off at uh, what was it, the 80s minutes or something like that. Uh, I think he wears Lappen. his players out. Crazy Latins. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, Aguero was was you know, f- f- uh, especially for a Latin guy, he was he was uh, very reserved. I could say he 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 didn't you know he, he didn't get into a fight with him or something. But it was clear he was he he, he wasn't best pleased about what uh, what you know uh, Guardiola did in front of the cameras. But I think he 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 might uh, wear his players out, and that might be another reason why he he needs to leave after three years or something. And still, even if he if he stays, I I think we have a chance because uh, consider it from their viewpoint, they have all the resources. They have two teams, except for uh, the the goalkeeper, are probably equally adept and could you know uh, both of the both of their their teams could could play for for the title. And still, there's this other team, this plucky little team from uh, from the north northeast, which keeps playing to the same level. And and you know they 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 got the championship last year with only one point, having all these resources, having Pep Guardiola, having spent uh, um, um, more than a billion in, in in ten years' time. You know, I am still hopeful. I think we have uh, everything set to at least try to win this. Uh, this year and you know and, and I I've, uh, last year was was exhausting uh, looking every we, we needed to win everything there, there was no tolerance for uh, losing a point uh, so I um, uh, it came to a point that I I, I didn't enjoy <laughs> watching games anymore yeah so so I uh, I I looked at how I could started start enjoying it again and i thought you know this this is an experience and you know uh, you can win you can lose and it's not all up to how good you play, how how well you play. There's uh, factors such as luck. It's a low-scoring game, so you know, um, and that helped me through through the 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 latter part of, of last season. And I'm you know I'm I'm still looking at games that, that way. So we can win, we can lose, and 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 uh, we can draw. But uh, I'm trying to enjoy what I see, and and we'll we'll enjoy the journey, just as uh, your yeah, club that's says. The best, that's the best approach to use. I still. Just to quickly digress, I still remember watching the Newcastle game, um, the one when uh, Origi scored towards the end last season. I was just watching it at home, and I'm just literally so nervous watching it. And it's just, you know, it's just... I mean, hopefully we have another season like this where we're challenging and, and stuff. But it's, it is like saying, it's just so nerve-wracking. It's just it's exhausting. So I'm going to be like, you know, try to, I'm going to try to enjoy it more this year if I can. Yeah, yeah, my family would like that too. Sorry, my wife. I think it'll be it'll be a different season for you know it's been that long since we were really, 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 really even in a in a tight title race. Even it's been a long, long time. So you know the disappointment was was you know there was a silver lining to it because we won the, the Champions League. Yeah. But I think that you know, I think winning Champions League a is a big silver lining, dude. <laughs> a yeah. silver lining. A silver lining's getting Champions League football, not winning the fucking thing. If if you don't like my term of phrase, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. Well, all right. Fine. Right. Listen. Let's get back. Let's get back to Arsenal because we've uh, kind of. Yeah, which, which I was going to actually drag you back anyway after a seven seven. Well, I wanted to ask you, Dave. You you know we. The t- you mentioned mentality there, and the word mentality was was wheeled out again at the weekend. And do you still think 
And I know it, it's it's crazy to say because there's probably not a single player there that was still involved. But do you think that Arsenal still are still scarred from playing at Anfield all those years ago when Rodgers absolutely dismantled Wenger's side inside the first 20 minutes? And Wenger talked about that afterwards, that they were mentally scarred. And they were, tra- tra- I think, trauma. The word trauma, I think, was used. But it, 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 it nearly seems like that every time they show up. Like last year, they took the lead and were playing quite well. And then they threw it away with this bizarre, ridiculous goal almost immediately afterwards where they kind of ricochet the ball into the path of Firmino two yards out. And then Firmino waltzes through five of players sprawled all over the floor to make a 2-1 about two minutes later and they just fall apart. Is this is this a recurring theme that they just is this a, a mental block for them? And uh, in, in regards to mental health and where they stand, Arsenal at the minute, I think Barcelona's mental health over Anfield is an awful lot worse than than, than than Arsenal's at this moment in time. I don't think uh, it's just over Anfield, judging by during the week, but we'll not go into that. I think they're still scarred. I think they're still scarred again. Another podcast. Uh, look, I think that's too long now, Dave. Far too long ago. And Arsenal are. Uh, you know, they're a different place from, from those days as well. Their expectation levels are very different to, to where they were. A year ago, it only happened a year ago. You know, it was 5-1 or something last year. For no, me. no, no, but you're talking back, back to the Wenger days under Rodgers. Yeah, know, that's, yeah. what, that's, that's where you started the, 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 this mental scarring. And was, yeah. you know, they, they were bad. That was, that was Rodgers' moment in the sun, without a doubt. That game was, was 20 minutes of, of magnificent football. Okay, yeah, that, that lingers on a couple of seasons, but Players come, players go, and the, the amount that have come and gone from Arsenal since then, I don't think that is anything. true. That is true. Uh, but let me take it. Let me but, take but I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this: historically, recent in recent history, they haven't been doing too clever against us either. Expectations are very, very different from the period of time that, that we started, you know, under Rogers and, and to where we are today. So, you know, we're now in the ascendancy, whereas Arsenal were, were way above us back then. Um, so, I would say Arsenal are going to give us a hell of a game. I am dreadfully worried about it. Dreadfully, dreadfully worried about it. They have nasty, spiky, harmful things up front that can damage us like Obama Yang. Nicholas Pepe, he feels like he should be playing for us. I don't know. But but he looks sort of lively as well. So, you know, as, as was rightly said by Kulib, you know, the, the, these guys won't ship up the chances the same way as, as Southampton did. So I'm hoping with the week off that, that that's, the, that's the leveler here. And that we get we get the shit together. We get the right midfield. We get Fabinho back. Um, we get the front three rested for the week, firing on all cylinders. Uh, we should just do it. But I'm worried about it. I know what you mean, Dave. That there's no nobody there. But I know. But I'll, from a, from a psychology perspective, can that sort of thing be like almost passed on? I know there's nobody there anymore. But there are links and links and links back to that squad, and everybody will have some sort of connection back to that squad. Is that sort of blank spot or whatever way you want to put it kind of transferred through the squad over a period of time, even if there's nobody there who was originally at the the first event? You're not having negativity as a virus. Where are you? Where are you going with this? Well, that kind of is the point. Is that is that not the point? I, I think it can be. I think it can I think be. The fans, I think some of the fans think that, because obviously being down here, I, I, I know a lot of Lot of Arsenal fans and talking to talking to a couple of my friends, what they will say to me even yesterday was, "We'll take the draw because we we always get we always get battered up there." That's what they're saying. So so maybe there is that thought, and especially in 
some of these Arsenal Yeah, fans. I can understand that they've, they've, they've got tonked a few times. They've got tonked a few times there. But I suppose the players, yeah, you're right. I mean, I can't... I, I don't think... is. I mean, from that Rodgers game, is there an Arsenal player still there? I don't know whether... No, there isn't. But there. that's, kind, that's yeah. kind of my point that... It's kind of a point that, you know, if you walk into a negative environment, you become part of that negative environment. And then, although maybe the root, the, the source of it isn't there any longer, you're now there. And that continues. That continues. I know, Beryl, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I think you have a point. Um, uh, you know, lo- looking back at, at, at ourselves, Let's look at at the, the Southampton game for just for a, for a minute. When it became two one, uh, it was uh, I was anxious, but I wasn't as worried as I would have been two three years ago. When we were two nil up, even when we were two nil up, I would be would be worried that you know if 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 Stoke or Crystal Palace or whoever scored one goal, then the equalizer would follow, and if uh, if we were uh, especially unlucky, we would even lose. Um, and that was uh, something which w- was also transferred from from the crowd in uh, in Anfield, I believe. We will we will be playing at home, uh, which which op- will also be a factor, I believe. You know, uh, and, uh, after uh, we we talked uh, um, Barcelona, there were lots of players telling about, and even Guardiola telling about uh, the atmosphere in Anfield. Which is unrivaled. You know, you 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 can start one nil behind if you are Barcelona or or Arsenal. So uh, there are no players that have lived that trauma that Wenger was talking about. But we have refreshed that trauma uh, a few times. And and last year there are a, a couple of players from last year, and there are you know they've refreshed their uh, defense with uh, with David Luiz, who isn't a beacon of stability uh, himself. So I I, I think um, if if we score one, then they will unravel again, just you know as they have done before, just because they they know it can happen. So I I, I think that's you know there there is there is something there, there is a inherited trauma there. I think we start. On the front foot and start quickly, and like I was saying, if we can get the first goal, then it's right. Then maybe Arsenal may may wobble and we can get one or two goals. You know, I think we've got to start quickly. I do think we have to start quick. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, this this time last year, we we were we were quite pragmatic and quite conservative, and and then Arsenal rolled up and we were it was end to end, and we just we 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 almost we created that environment. Um, because we backed our basically we backed our defence against theirs, and that ended up being the case where we ran out five one winners. And as as you guys have said, they they did just unravel. Um, they just fell apart because they'd seen it all too many times before. So let's all the, all let's, down to Brandon Rogers biological all down, warfare. All down, oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. So um, before we go. Cool dip. I'm going to play the midfield game. So, who are the midfield three going to be? Ooh. I don't want to know. Um, who you want them to be? I want to know who you think they'll be. Who I think they'll be? Uh, Fabino, Henderson, Ronaldo. Mm, yep. Okay. Beral, have you a midfield three? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that will be the uh, the midfield. Yes. You know, I, I, maybe there is a chance he he might include Oxlade Chamberlain, but I don't think so. I think it will be his trusted midfield, which can press and does what he wants from them. Henderson, Fabinho and Genie. Yeah, Dave? I think all three positions should be played by Lallana. 
Lalana at six. Lalana at eight. Lalana everywhere. Uh, no, I, I'm I'm with the same. Uh, quite frankly, I don't think Milner's just ready at the minute. I don't I don't know whether he's you know he just he was terrible. He was terrible in that game uh, last weekend. So I, I go with Aldum. I go Henderson, and Fabinho has to start. Absolutely, absolutely must start. Yeah, I think I think you're I think you're you're all probably right. Um, I think Fabinho and Henderson don't start the don't start the weekend, so you know that's that's a nice rest for them. I know they 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 get a few minutes at the end, but that's a nice that's a nice rest for them. Genie got through a lot of work, but then again, you're all. <laughs> I, I just I just have this feeling. I just always I always I forever have this feeling that he's just gonna throw Lalana in randomly. He's just going to throw him in. You're going to show up, and just Lallana's going to be there, and you're going to get no notice of it at all. Because he's a lo- he's a lovely footballer, Dave. He's a I, lovely I footballer. Think, he's, I think he is a lovely footballer. He's so easy on the eye. I, I, that, well, that, that's Dave's that. mantra, by the way. People, he's a lovely mm-hmm. footballer. He is a lovely footballer. <laughs> um, but listen, I, I don't use. You're probably right, and I think that's what he will go with. And he does. You know, he trusts those guys. He trusts those guys inherently, and Milner included. So, does Joe Gomez get his pace back? That's a tough one. Um, I don't think he. I don't think he does. I don't, do I? Do I think he should, or do I think Klopp will play him? Uh, give me both answers. Your first answer is: Do you think that he should? Yes, because that's everybody's answer. Yeah, I think he should, but I got. I got a feeling he'll. He, I got a feeling he won't. I think. Uh, I think he'll play Matic. Okay, but Al, do you have preference or a Kloppism here? No. Yeah, I thought Matip played very well in the latter part of uh, last season. I think he should play alongside uh, Van Dijk, but I'm not sure he won't play Gomez at right back. I hope he won't, but he sometimes chooses that option if he thinks they will target the uh, the right back position. And, you know, they might, because if, if uh, Emery uh, chooses to play, which he hasn't until now, uh, all three of his uh, his uh, his very potent uh, attackers, including Pepe, uh, then then he might uh, consider I, playing I Gomez excellent. at right back. Yeah, I think that's an excellent shout. He he might. Do, I think it's an excellent shout. He might be right. He might do. I, I can't see that one. Three. I'll, t- I'll yeah. tell you why. We we lose so much attacking wise, and yeah. Andy Robertson has looked bang. You know, if a pale comparison of himself. You know, and and Trent's not. What well, Trent at least putting the balls in. His delivery is still fantastic. I thought Trent. I thought Trent was brutal at the weekend. I don't yeah, think it was. His, I don't think it was his fault. But no. I think it was brutal. You got. But again, you got to remember the age of him as well, Dave. It's going to happen. But against Arsenal, you want you. I, I'm sorry. You know, killed up setup. You want to get at them, and you want to get at them early, and. With Joe Gomez at right back, you're you're restricting yourself. With James Milner at right back, you're restricting yourself. The, 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 what makes us tick will be getting those fullbacks forward. Uh, and maybe with the extra. I, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. But the bottom line is, uh, Dave, he, he, he does it. He, he does it. He, he literally puts Joe Gomez at right back sometimes. He did it at Barcelona. Did, was it the new camp where he did it as well, where he played Joe Gomez? Yeah. Oh, you can understand away from home. Yeah. I cannot, if, if, we were, if we were playing at the Emirates, I can get it. But, but at home, I, mm. I want to see Trent. Yeah. Well, I, I want to see Trent too, but uh, you know, uh, uh, last year, you know, it was well doc- documented that our our threat came from the uh, the wing backs, you could say, 
Um, and um, other teams have gotten wise to the act. So they are trying to counteract that. And and, and, and I think that's what we are seeing uh, in, the, in the last weeks. And I think, uh, um, you know, our tactical team is trying to counteract their counteracting. So they are trying to find other ways to get the delivery to the to the front three and and that's why our our midfield looks uh, slightly out of shape that's why among other reasons uh, robertson and uh, and uh, trent look look a bit um, you know off the off the pace uh, if if you looked at at how many times trent managed to deliver the ball in the feet of Salah, it was it was virtually. Uh, I, I think it was even zero. So one uh, one. Well, okay. I, I I didn't look up the the, the figures, but I just you know it was. Uh, um, and so I, I think other teams are trying to counteract our strong points, and our new tactics might involve a, a different different setup. And you know uh, uh, we played against Chelsea with uh, with with Gomez at right back. Because of that, I think so. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want Gomez to start at right back, but it it might be an option. I, d- I don't know. Yeah, it's. I I think he'll probably play Trent. I think he'll probably play Gomez if for nothing else to try and deal with the pace of certainly Aubameyang. And again, Pepe plays off the right. I think doesn't he? So you know, Robertson will have his hands full there. I don't think. You'll necessarily see someone stuck out that left-hand side. I think Trent may be tucking in a lot. So I suppose there's an argument there that Gomez could almost make up an auxiliary third centre half. Not sure, but ultimately it means Trent might be able to cheat a little bit and we might get some joy that side. But I expect, yeah, I expect Trent to start. So Arsenal at the weekend. Let's see how we go. But... Until then, let's hope for another hiding for the Gunners and up the top of the league reds. 